of the elder. And it's good to see elder doing, looking so much healthier Amen. and better. Thank God. Thank God. And so uh, we rejoice with you in that. We rejoice in how God is extending uh, your church building here. How beautiful and clean and well appointed. Everything looks, I'm telling you, you can tell people care about God and the kingdom of God around you. And this place is well kept. It's beautiful. Amen. It's just a privilege to come here. Praise the Lord. I, I tell you, I'm going to tell you a secret. The secret is that Sister Wright and I, we like to come here. Okay? <laughs> it's, it's one of our favorite places <laughs> to come because we believe in the love for truth and the sincerity, amen, that the whole family, amen, of Camarillas have had through their generations. And uh, I just believe in them, and I believe in you, saints of God, that uh, God wants to have his way uh, today. I feel something on my heart uh, in seeking the Lord, and I'm going to ask us to turn to uh, Psalms, Psalms, the 23rd Psalm, Psalms 23, and the first verse. Praise the Lord. Amen. Psalm of David, of course we know he was the shepherd boy who became the shepherd king. But David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the table. In the presence of my enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Everybody say, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. If you could turn to one more scriptures place, and that is in Galatians, in the New Testament, the book of Galatians and the sixth chapter, even Galatians 6 and verse number 7, praise God, Paul writes to the Galatian Christians and said, be not deceived, God is not mocked, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. Amen. And for when David, in his psalm, he said in the concluding verse, Amen, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to preach this burden that I have, and that is, amen, mercy running after me. Praise God. Could we go to the Lord in prayer? Lord, we love you. 
And we thank you, God, for the songs of Zion. Amen. The worship of the Lord in your presence. We've already entered into. We thank you for the spirit of prayer and spirit of thirst and hunger for God and the things of God that is here so evidently. We thank you for the privilege to give to the greatest cause, the greatest work under the heavens, and that is the church of the living God. This church that follows in the apostolic footprints, amen, from the very beginning. We pray that you'd have your way. Pour out the Holy Ghost today. There's someone, Lord, that is hungry and needs and wants the Holy Ghost. Pour out your spirit today in their life. And give strength and encouragement, fortitude and purpose, Lord, to every child of God. To keep moving forward, keep walking on, and keep sowing the good seed. Let us believe God in our hearts for the harvest, hallelujah, that you assure us of. In Jesus' precious name. Let's give the Lord a hand, praise, and victory. Come on, hallelujah, he's a good God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise your name, praise your name. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, Paul was, uh, was called of God to go and begin and start an apostolic church in uh, Galatia. And he raised it up through the Lord's direction, through his prayers, through his preaching, meeting people in the marketplaces. Amen. I've heard uh, traditional Christian uh, interpretations and, and uh, <clears throat> sidelights that Paul himself, the scripture says that he was a tent maker and that he made and sold tents in the marketplaces uh, of the world back at that time. And that's where he met a lot of people and talked to a lot of people. You know, God can use you on your job. Amen. Yeah. He, he can use you. He can use you at a bake sale yeah. or something you're endeavoring to do for the work of the Lord here, selling tickets or, or whatever. Amen. You need to get out there and meet people. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. And Paul spoke to them in the name of the Lord. And amen. What a great harvest he had. But one of the problems that unfortunately developed in the Galatian uh, Christian church was that uh, Judaizing Jews who were also believers filled with the Holy Ghost were trying to tell people, the saints uh, under Paul's ministry here that uh, everybody needed to be circumcised and they needed to follow very carefully the laws and the teachings uh, of Moses. But you know the Bible says that we have one true living sacrifice once for all, Christ died, amen, for the remission, amen, of our sins that all those animal sacrifices pointed towards. And now, amen, it finally came, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, was Jesus. Can you say praise the Lord, everybody? But these Judaizing, amen, Christians would come in, and they had convinced a group, part, at least of Paul's, amen, saints, Amen. That uh, they needed to get back under the law. And some of them were going to synagogue services and missing out. Amen. On apostolic services. And so the alarm. Amen. Went off. Amen. In this great elder. Amen. Brother Paul's heart. And so he writes to them. And one of the things that he writes to them very clearly. We've read it. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth. That shall he also reap. That is the laws of the harvest. 
the harvest has laws. Amen. Amen. Paul said, amen, that he or she that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Amen. There are spiritual laws. I want to be sowing to the spirit. I want to be doing the work of God, the will of God. I want to be praying. I want to be in the Word. I want to be in the house of God. I want to hear and have an open heart and have a mind to hear what the Spirit of God would tell us. Amen. Through the Word. Hallelujah. I want to be a giver. I want to be an altar worker. I want to be a soul winner. Praise God. I want to sow good seed. There's no better seed that you can sow. Come on. Than sowing the Word of God and your testimony and sowing your giving. Come on. And your prayers. Hallelujah out there. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to reap life everlasting. But if we sow to the flesh, if we sow to nothing but carnal things, if we make our money and it's all just spent on ourselves, hello everybody. Amen. If we amen ignore and, and, and just don't follow the ways and the teachings of God, and we sow, as it were, to the flesh, Paul said we will of the flesh reap. Amen. Corruption. I don't want that corruption. I don't want that eternal corruption. Amen. That is inferred here. Well, can you say praise the Lord, everybody? Amen. The laws, spiritual laws of reaping and sowing. Praise God. Paul said in another place, he or she that sows sparingly, amen, shall reap sparingly. You just put a little seed in the ground, you're going to have a minimal crop harvest. Hello, everybody. But if you sow bountifully, come on, I said if you get a hold of that bag and really, hallelujah, let that red tear away that seed, amen, all over the place, amen, you are going to reap bountifully. Hallelujah. Now, I want to make it to heaven, and I don't want to make it to heaven by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. I don't want to just barely, barely make it in. Amen. Following, following what I have to. Amen. Come on, everybody, to be right. saved. But the Word of God talks about an abundant entrance into the kingdom of God. I want to come in there with my souls behind me. Hallelujah. 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 I said with the people. Amen. I have, praise God, sown my testimony of the truth of God to you. Hallelujah. There's another truth about the laws of reaping and sowing. And Paul said, let us, the church, the apostolic saints and ministry, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, that word due in the ancient Greek means proper season. At the right time, the perfect time, God's time. Come on, God came into this world, amen, in the fullness of time. Amen, God came into the world, amen, hallelujah, born of a woman. Can you say praise the Lord, everybody? And that stage was perfectly set. Amen. The Roman peace, Pax Romana, amen, was in the world, amen. Basically at that time, the Roman road system, amen, was throughout the world there. So, amen, they were thinking about marching troops, but God's thinking about, amen, marching saints, marching missionaries, marching preachers, marching pastors, marching evangelists. Come on, easily continue along these great Roman roads. Hallelujah to every corner of the world, praise the Lord. And I said all that to say that God, amen, he came into the world at the right time, yes. in the fullness of time, yes. in the proper time, 
in the due season. Somebody needs to be reminded in the Holy Ghost right now that there is a ripping coming your way. There is a blessing coming your way. Hallelujah. Don't think, don't give up, don't be weary in well-doing. Amen. The promise is we shall, 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 shall reap. Amen. Probably one of the greatest and most well-known scriptures that even a lot of the world knows about and quotes on their deathbed or in their foxholes at the war side or whatever. But uh, he said, the Lord's my shepherd. He's putting himself in the place of the sheep. Amen. He was the shepherd of the sheep. Now he's putting himself in the place of the sheep. And God, amen, is like David or that shepherd over him. And tells all the beautiful things that he does. I'm not going to want he makes me to lie down in green pastures, leads me besides the still waters. God knows how, amen, to direct your steps. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, because the Lord upholdeth him. Hallelujah, with his hand. He restores my soul. How many have ever been restored by the Lord? I've been restored by the Lord. Amen. I said, I've been restored by the Lord and I needed it. We all need. He leads me in paths of righteousness. That's where he's leading us. In righteousness for his name's sake. If I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear evil. I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm not going to be swallowed up by the enemy. Come on, everybody. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, the presence of my enemies. Amen. And that was, amen, making reference to the fact that in that part of the world, amen, a lot of the plains and where the, where the growing was of the meadows was on the top, the flat mesa top. Amen. There. And they were leading the sheep, amen, through, amen, the windy valleys, the narrow areas where sometimes the predators would lurk and wait for them to get up onto that tableland on the top of the mesa, whether it was field food, whether it was a water supply, and then all their enemies, amen, would look up and they'd see them with the shepherd in their midst on that tabletop mesa land there. Amen. You prepare a table for me. In the presence of my enemies. God's going to make the world around you to know that you really were a child of God. That you really love God. That he is with you. That he is your shepherd. He's going to bless you. And so others will know in the presence of your enemies. Praise God. Ain't always going to be confusion. Ain't always going to be, amen, a down on me and look down. Come on, everybody. Oh, I tell you, this thing is good. I said this is good. It's a good life. Living for the Lord. You are on my head with all. I don't know why I'm saying this. Amen. There's the one problem in the Mesa land where the meadow was on the top was it was also a place because it was it was flat and it was less breeze, so to speak, where a lot of flies were. And these flies, bottleneck type flies or something, whatever they were, deer flies, whatever, would, would try to land on the soft mucous membrane of the sheep's nose, nostrum area there. And uh, it would bother them and drive them to distraction. Sometimes we get to a place of great victory, but there's these little things, these little foxes. Come on. Hallelujah. That are troubling, that are, that are bothering, that are sapping away. Amen. Some of the complete rejoicing that we could and should be having in the place where God has brought us. God brought you to this place. 
Amen. And from that special flask, the shepherd, amen, would take a glob of that oil, amen, and put it all over the nostrum, the nose, and the head of that sheep there. And it was something that kept, amen, the bottleneck flies and the, amen, deer flies off of them. Hallelujah. You know, there's a presence of God that we can get into when we have church, when we have revival like you're having. Praise the Lord. Where God just anoints our head with oil. And that stuff that was bugging us, that stuff that was distracting us, those little foxes, come on, those little things, those little issues, come on, everybody. Amen. Get under the oil, under the anointing, under the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the crowning thing that David said, amen, putting himself in the place of of sheep and God Almighty being his shepherd, is that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How could David make a statement like that, that goodness was going to follow him, that mercy was going to follow him? Hallelujah. How many believe in the angels of the Lord here this morning? Hallelujah. You know, one time, amen, some of the, the brethren were having a, a conference, camp meeting or whatever, over in Hawaii with the missionary there. I'm talking about apostolics, Jesus' name people. And um, a brother who was quite a prayer warrior uh, had asked God to show him, amen, the power of God and what was going on in the service. And God opened his eyes. I said he opened his eyes into the spiritual realm. And when he did, this man saw, amen, these angels all going through the congregation, going up and down the aisles, amen, looking at people. The Bible says they look into the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, amen, hallelujah, something that they can't get. And they're all around, hallelujah. But when it came time for the man of God who was appointed to preach in that place, amen, this brother saw that all of a sudden all those angels, they cleared out of every area of the church, the back, and in between the rows, amen, wherever people were, come on, they're ministering spirits sent forth, amen, to them that should be the heirs of salvation. And they formed a V formation alignment behind the man of God as he opened up the Bible. Amen. I'm telling you, they stand attention at the word of God. We need to stand attention at the word of God. It's not time to be fitted. It's not time to be going to the bathroom. It's not time to be chewing gum. It's not time to be looking at the Bible. It's not time to come on here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus told us, amen, about the disciples were, you know, they didn't have the Holy Ghost yet. <laughs> and uh, they were they were anxious and uh, they were a little disturbed that the parents kept bringing their children to Jesus for him to bless them and sat on his knee, sit on his knees that he would lay his hands on them and bless them and send them away, you know. And Jesus, in a light rebuke, uh, said, don't send them away. Suffer the little children what to come unto me. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. And then he said this, for I tell you, and we're talking about the supreme authority of the universe, amen, in the mouth of God through Jesus Christ, and I tell you that there Always behold the face of my Father in heaven. We got angels. 
Don't get caught up, amen, in the spirit of fear in this end time, thinking that the devil's just ruling and there's more devils than you can believe. I want you to tell you from the beginning, amen, when Lucifer, amen, drew away, amen, the angels, he drew away a third of the angels that became, amen, devils. Hello. Yeah. But two-thirds of the angels, amen, were faithful. That lets me know that, amen, that there's two angels for every devil. Right. So you got guardian angels, not just one, but two. Hello? I'm not saying this. I'm not imagining this. This is this is in the word of God. We might not know a whole lot about angels, and I don't want to get into that crazy, spooky realm, amen, where I can, you know, all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to tell you something. We have guardian angels. Right. Amen. And I believe this. I believe that this is, amen, totally in resonance with the word of God. I believe Jesus said that when one sinner repenteth, there is joy where? In heaven. Joy in heaven over every sinner that repenteth. Come on. We're running in a race, Paul wrote to the Hebrews in the 12th chapter. We're running in a race. Let's run this race with patience. And we are before a great what cloud of witnesses. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Amen. In the spirit world that we don't we don't know about. I don't think God wants us to know everything, but the secret things belong to God. I understand that. But I'm telling you, I believe we got guardian angels, and I believe that when we are that sinner that causes rejoicing in heaven, that one sinner that cometh, come on everybody. I believe with all my heart. Amen. That God calls over, amen, one of those angels and says, all right, you know what, angel? You are going to bear all of my goodness. You're going to bear the best gifts, the best promises, the best answers to prayer. Amen. The best of my person. Amen. And I want you to begin to leave the throne room here and begin to slowly, amen, make your way, amen, towards that one that has just repented, amen, is now being baptized in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody, and just begin to go after them. And then that angel on the other side, he says, well, you, you know, you angel, you, you bear my mercies. And I want you to go out and pursue that child of God now that's just repented and come to me. I want you to begin to make their, your way after them. You know, the best thing that God has for us, the greatest gifts, the greatest blessings, amen, do not come on our first day of introduction and getting into the family of God, being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Do you know that God has more? Right. I'm not talking about another spirit. I'm talking about, amen, a realm in God's presence and his spirit where, amen, there's good things, there's better things, and there's the best things, amen, that are yet to come. Right. And God is looking to see if you or I will follow him and keep continuing with him, amen, before that he allows, amen, some of these things to come to fruition and bear fruit in our life and come to pass. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. In the word of the Lord in the book of Deuteronomy, just bear with me here a moment. 
Praise God. In the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, Moses is blessing the people of God. Moses is about to be taken by the Lord uh, uh, out from the earth and up into heaven, I think, because uh, he comes back with Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration, and his death is a mystery. If it wasn't death, I don't know exactly what happened, but God took him so they couldn't find him and build a shrine out of him. In Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, one of the last days on earth for Moses, if not the, the next day he was going to pass on, <clears throat> it says in verse 1, And it shall come to pass, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and do all of his commandments which are commanded this day, just bear with me here, that the Lord thy God will what will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall, future tense, shall, future tense, shall, in the future, shall come on thee and overtake thee. God does not have it set up where the best things he's got, the best plans for your life, and the sweetest joy, amen, you'll ever drink, amen, from the fountain of life is going to be experienced the first day. Amen. Did you come into the kingdom? Right. Right. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Well, that ought to make somebody happy. Yeah. 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 He says, They shall. They shall come on thee, and they shall overtake thee. There's going to be a point in time and in your life, amen, where God said, That angel bearing his blessings is going to catch up with you. And going to, amen, overtake you. And going to intersect, amen, come on, your footsteps. It's just like Simeon, amen, 80 years old, praying to see the Lord's Christ, hallelujah. And he's coming through the temple. Got three or four hundred thousand people in the outer court there from all over, amen. And Mary and Joseph is there with the baby Jesus. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah. And, and, And Simeon, led by the Spirit. Amen. To that 400,000 people in the outer court. Amen. Who should he intersect pass with? Amen. But Mary and Joseph carrying baby Jesus. He held him up. Oh, now let my servant depart in peace. I have seen my salvation. It's going to be just like that. Hallelujah. Where we're going traversing in the plains of, in the pathways of life. We're coming to church faithfully. Hallelujah. When all of a sudden, one service, amen, supersedes. I said it supersedes. Hallelujah. Everything that we have got. Hallelujah. And it's because something overtook us. He said, you're going to be blessed in the city, and we need blessing in the city. You're going to be blessed in the field. You're going to be blessed in the fruit of your body, the children, fruit of the ground, fruit of the cattle, increase of thy kind, the flock of your sheep. You'll be blessed in thy basket and in thy store. And I know you ladies want to be blessed in the store. <laughs> Verse 6, blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Anything we have to talk about or mention, God's got a covering blessing for that also. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee be smitten before your face. Shall come out against thee one way and flee from thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in the storehouses and all that thou settest thine hand unto. He shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Verse 12, and the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. The heaven to give rain in thy land in this season, and to bless all the work of thy hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. I'm telling you, it's blessing 
blessing, blessing. I'm telling you, with that angel, amen, coming, amen, with the gift of God's goodness, the best that he is and has, amen, in preparation for your life. Hallelujah. You're blessed in the country. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in your basket. You're blessed in your store. You're blessed in your family. Come on, everybody. You're blessed when you come in and you're blessed when you go out. Amen. You want to bless, amen, the treasure house. Amen. Open up the windows of heaven. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So what you and I want to do, we want to keep walking. We want to keep walking. We want to keep praying. Don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. There's an intersection coming. There's an overtaking coming. Amen. There's going to be a space of time. There's going to be a probationary period. There's going to be a waiting period before the best that he has to give or the worst that you have to fear comes upon you. Now the other side, he's, he's speaking this to the whole nation of Israel. There are six tribes on one mountainside, six tribes on the other. The valley made a natural amphitheater. He's talking to whatever it was, two to six million people. Amen. But then he goes on and said in verse 15, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, to observe to do his commandments and his statutes when I commanded this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Somebody said, well, that don't have nothing to do with an angel. Oh, yes, it does. Some of the psalms and some of the men of God in the Old Testament psalms and other places, when they were praying a righteously indignation prayer against the evil workers, said, let what? The angel of the Lord persecute them. Hello? Come on. So angels <clears throat> can bear goodness and mercy and shall follow you, or they can bear curses and destruction. And it doesn't come on the first day someone leaves God, leaves the church, shakes their fist in the heavens, go ahead and strike me down. Come on. There is a period of time before these things overtake you. Then everything's in reversal. Cursed shall you be in the city. Cursed you're going to be in the field. Cursed shall be your basket. Cursed is your store. Cursed be the fruit of your body. Cursed be the fruit of the land, the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall be you be when you come in, and cursed will you be when you go out. The Lord will send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke, and all. All you set your hands to, he's going to destroy it. I'm telling you, you talk about an absolute oblivion and a wipeout. Amen. To the future. Amen. With the angels bearing the curse of disobedience. Catch up with this. Now, I'm only mentioning this because this is just reality. Amen. In the race. Paul said, I haven't shunned to declare to you. Amen. Both the goodness and the severity of God. And so messengers out there that only preach about the goodness, they're not doing anybody a favor because we need to know, amen, the mind of God. We need to know what he is like. Come on, our God, Paul says, he's a consuming fire. Right, right, right. 
We need the truth, but we need the fear of the Lord. Yes. Which is the beginning of wisdom to depart from evil. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Yes. I want the angel that's following me to be an angel with the goodness of God. before God has to send a recall to the angels bearing goodness and mercy that were following you as you were walking with him or as I was walking with him and amen trying and praying and really trying to live for God I don't know when and at what point in time he has to recall them and replace them with a different set of angels that bear curses amen I'm not God. I don't know. There is a space of time. Amen. I didn't say that, but the word says that in the book of Revelation. Amen. The Lord Jesus in Revelation to John on the Isle of Patmos said in Revelations 2 and 20, notwithstanding, I have a few things against you, church, because you suffered that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess to teach, seduce my servants, commit fornication, to eat things sacrificed to idols. And what does God say here? And I gave her space to repent. Just as the waiting period is used by God to develop character and patience and obedience and loyalty and hunger after God for things to come about that are good in their perfect time. There's a space of time that God gives, amen, to those who are working iniquity or rebellion, whatever, before that those angels of cursing, amen, that he dispatched will, you know, they'll pursue you. The word pursue in the ancient Hebrew means to run after. That's why I said it was a miracle, a beautiful thing that David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, run after me. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh my. Sometimes when I'm worn out or when I'm tired, when I'm fatigued or when I've made a mistake or a failure or a sin of some kind, come on everybody. I want to bow my head low to the ground and maybe somehow I can hear even some panting in the distance, some footfalls in the distance. It's something beginning to try to make its way to me. Come on everybody. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. There's a, there's a space of time. Amen. The wise man, Solomon, wisest man outside of Christ that ever lived because God blessed him with that wisdom. It said in Ecclesiastes 8 and 11, because that sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, the heart of men is set to do evil. Amen. Because they do not see the spatial, amen, the relationship, amen, between iniquity and its judgment doesn't follow right on the, amen, the heels of an act of rebellion and defiance and disobedience to God. Bam. Amen. You're judged right on the spot. It doesn't come speedily. Hello. The hearts of men are set to do evil because it's going to be all right. I shook my hand in the heaven and I didn't get thunderbolted down to the ground. Hello, everybody. Yeah. 
I left the house of God. Amen. Come on, I'm still alive. Still have my job. Come on. Still have a lot of different things. Come on. Judgment many times is not executed speedily. But men misinterpret that. Amen. Peter said, amen, they, they count, amen, that it is slackness on the part of God. Amen. This waiting period, this long awaiting, amen, that God has for the love, amen, of his people to bless them, to save them and redeem them, amen, from the rigors of life and sin and the warfare that we go through. But it's not slackness as some men count slackness, but God is long suffering to usward that he might save somebody. Amen. God don't judge immediately because if he did, it was all cut off. Amen. There'd be no place for them to find repentance. No place for them to call on the name of the Lord. No place even for mercy to come. Come on. He's long suffering to us that we might find him. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you why I'm preaching this way this morning. Amen on my top of Mount Sinai. Heard the voice of God. Innumerable com- companies of angels, amen, were there and blaring on trumpets. Amen. God spoke with his own voice the Ten Commandments from the mountain, and the mount quaked exceedingly. You talk about the awe, the glory, the power of God. Amen. But he came down the mountain and they were dancing naked and drunken around the golden calf which was the ancient mode of worship that many had in Egypt land. Hello. Amen. And he just threw down those tablets of stones and they they fractured and cracked to pieces. Come on, everybody. Come on. I'm talking about somebody being way up here and then being way down here. I'm telling you, men of God, women of God, the people of God, you can get tired. You can get weary. Come on, everybody. I said, you can get weary. Come on, it's not a sin to be weary. Just just don't throw in the towel. Just just don't give up. We're going to reap if we faint not. Hallelujah. God said, all right, Moses, I'm going to send an angel. Uh, before you and the children of Israel lead you to the promised land because I'm not going to go up in your midst lest I consume this people that's hard-hearted and stiff-necked along the way. And Moses pled and led his, laid his life on the line. If you block them out, then block me out of your book of life. And he interceded again. And God said, Amen. I'm going to go with you. Amen. The vestiture of my holy presence is going to be with you in that cloud of the tabernacle. Amen. By day and that pillar of fire by night, I'm going to be right there in the focus of my glory. Praise the Lord. 
I'm going to be right there between the cherubim wings and the, in the Holy of Holies. And Moses, you can come in and speak to me man to man and face to face. Praise God. Moses was tired. Moses was weary. So he cried out, God, I beseech you, would you show me your glory? And you know what God said to Moses in the 33rd chapter of the book of Exodus? Even after all the tremendous up and down and the pulling apart of the life, amen, in the heart of Moses and everything that was going on and standing in the gap for the people of God as an intercessor, amen. He, he was really telling God, I'm tired. I need something. And so God said, Moses, I want you to stand over here. And there's a place by me. There's a cleft in the rock. I want you to stand by here in this cleft. And I'm going to pass before thee. And what did God say? I'm going to bring all my goodness. He's going to pass before you. Amen. I'm going to let that goodness catch up with you, Moses. I'm going to let it intersect in your weary pathway. You know, God's got a way of the best that he's got for us catching up to us. When we're at our lowest, when we're at our tiredest, when we are fatigued, when we fought a good fight. Praise the Lord. Last thing I want to tell you this morning. You've been patient. You've been good. <clears throat> but David was in the lowest place, one of them anyway, spiritually, that he had been in. Amen. Saul had denied him entrance into the kingdom, denied him entrance into the, the place of worship. And David was a worshiper and a songwriter and danced before the Lord and loved God wrote many of the psalms of worship that we know. But David, the men of Saul began to tell David and his men, go and serve other gods. We don't need you around here because of the jealousy that Saul had against David. Finally, after 10, 12 years of wandering, going from place to place to escape Saul, being good to Saul. Amen. Saul came into David's cave, the cave of Adullam, where David and his 600 men were in hiding from Saul and his 3,000 armor guard with him. Saul came for a place of respite from the heat. And into that cave, David and all his men were. David's men were urgent. Let, just let me, let me, Lord, just take my, sword, my spear and just thrust it just once, just one time. It's all I need. Amen. And I'll take away the enemy of my Lord, the king. David said, no. He is or was the Lord's anointed. I'm not going to raise my hand again. What I'm trying to preach here is that David did good. You see, God don't forget nothing. He's not for, He's not unrighteous to forget our right. labor That's of right. love. That's right. And sometimes when we're worn out and we're tired and we're weary and we're a little bit short, come on, everybody. And our prayer life is not on its edge. Hello. Come on. Come on. Amen. And we're in that place. Come on, everybody. Amen. Amen. Thank God. <clears throat> David fell to one of the feudal lords of the, of the Philistines. And <clears throat> he gave him a little town called Siklag that David and his men could have as their base. David made a half lie when 
Achish, the king of Sick of the of the Philistines, said, Where have you gone today, David? Where have you made an inroad with your warriors? And David said to the <clears throat> to to Judah and to the south. And so the Philistine king is thinking David's making himself hated, amen, of his fellow Israelites because he's slaughtering and invaded, amen, some of the Heinrich Park communities, amen, of the Israelites here. But that, that was fictitious. David wasn't invading those people. He was going to the south and to the Negev desert beyond them uh, that was down there. Well, thank God that that's true about David. Anyway, the day came when David was required to go to battle. Uh, and he was going to have to go to battle as a Philistine and against Saul and Jonathan, his son, and the armies of Israel. Amen. David was in a quandary. I don't know what David's thoughts were, what his plans were. I don't know how low spiritually David was. Amen. And how close that he was. Amen. To completely giving in and giving up and walking away and doing, amen, the devil's business. Hello? Because he'd been rejected of people that he did good to. And see, sometimes there's good things that we do and good things that we sow that haven't been reaped yet. And we're in a low time and we're not in our best time in our walk with God. But in the past, an all-wise and an all-just and all-good and loving God amen, knows that there's things that we've done that has been good and has been merciful and has been right that hasn't been rewarded yet. Amen. That's so good. Praise the Lord. So David... Went to the battle with the 600 men. The other four Philistine lords said, hey, this guy is not going to fight with the Philistines. We don't trust it. This is the guy that slew Goliath. This is the guy they sang the songs about. Saul's killed his thousands. David is 10,000. We don't know what might happen. He might turn against us in the middle of battle. Amen. We don't know. Just And so... <clears throat> David and his men went home. They were rejected. There were people without a country. Come on, without a king, without a kingdom. Amen. They made the three-day journey home. They get them over the crest of the last hill, and there's smoke in the air. Amen. They see their town of Ziklag burned with fire. Their buildings are on fire. The fences and the homes are on fire. There's dead animals. Amen. There's no women or children running out. Amen. Up the fields and shouting that their men are home. Hello, everybody. There's nobody left. There's nobody there. I'm telling you. Amen. You talk about being in a no man's land. David was promised to be king by Samuel the prophet, the Lord's anointed, and he ain't king, and he can't fight on anybody's side. Hello, everybody. And now his town is burned, and his wives are gone, and his children are gone, and his men's wives and their children are gone, and some of the men are so, amen, excruciated with emotional pain, amen, they are ready to stone David. David must be, amen, some kind of ark enemy of God, even for this to somehow come upon us. But the Bible says that David, in this hour, encouraged himself in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 He encouraged himself. And I want to ask this question to you, beloved. How did this man encourage himself? What sign or what happened, amen, that would have turned his spirit, amen, from the valley of destruction, from the abysm of defeat and sorrow and loss, amen, what in the world could have turned over 
Amen. In David's mind and David's spirit for him to somehow figure out it's time to get a hold of God and encourage myself in the Lord. I'm going to tell you, people of God, amen, my thoughts on it. My thought is that David, when his own men thought, amen, a stone in him, and his wives and children are gone, and everything was gone, and nobody wanted him anywhere. Come on, everybody. Amen. David began to steal his head, bow his head in prayer, and God allowed him to hear the footfalls of the angel bearing mercy. God knows how to dispense of mercy at the most crucial times, at the best times, at the most needful times. God will give mercy when it sure looks like you don't deserve mercy. When it looks like everything is out of kelter and out of balance, you shouldn't be receiving a blessing, shouldn't be receiving the voice of his love and the voice of his covering and the voice of his mercy. Amen. When you've been at your lowest. But that's why he said, mercy, I want you to follow him. And I want you to pursue him. Because there'll come a day in their life when they'll need mercy. And the only thing that'll be their survival till they eat with me in heaven is mercy showing up. Could you stand with me this morning? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I preach what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now? Amen. There's somebody in this house. Praise the Lord. And I'm here by the word of the Lord to tell you, amen, that mercy is still pursuing you. Mercy is still running after you. That goodness is still pursuing you and still running after you. Praise the Lord. And God has not ever sent the recall. He's not substituted, amen, those guardian angels, amen, with another kind of angels. I'm here to tell you God loves you this morning. God loves you and He wants you to be saved. He wants to have it till somehow you endure to the end to be saved. I'm here to tell the church today, amen, that blessings and goodness that answered prayers and sought after revival is going to come from God that's going to come in such a way where it's not going to go up and down it's going to just go up and just increase and just fill up the house of God amen and just fill over hallelujah hallelujah because goodness I, see, I feel goodness I feel goodness amen on the pursuit of the people of God hallelujah 